Hey everyone, welcome back to HeartSpring. Hi Dean. Hi Mish. From Jersey. Same time zone. Oh my god, still not together, but close enough. We're just like Um, mere miles apart. So I have to tell you the funniest thing that literally just happened. Hit me with it. (laughs) Because I don't know if you realize it. So we were just trying to figure out our acoustics right now because things got a little weird uh, on our uh, recording right now. Um, And I was like, hello. And then I heard hello. And I was like, oh, okay. And then I heard, oh, okay. And I thought you were me. Was I not? I mean, I thought I was you. Wait, so were you me? No, wait, no, I was me. I thought (laughs) I can't even. I'm so shot this week. I'm so not normal this week. I thought when I heard hello and oh, okay, I thought that was you <laughs> the whole time. It was me. Yeah. Like it's kind of weird how similar. I we know. Sound. And also the fact that daylight savings time plus Mercury being in retrograde is like destroying Dude. shit. I am not okay. I just like showered earlier. I have so many burns on my body for some reason. <laughs> I keep getting burned. I'm so tired. Like, I'm just not myself. No, it's it's just not. I, this is just like an SOS. I kind of almost feel like that scene in I Am Legend where Will Smith gets on the radio and he's like, is anyone out there? Hello? <laughs> Are there other survivors? I swear. I swear by Mercury Retrograde. I don't want to believe in it as much as I I really do. don't either. But it's just without fail every fucking time. No, it's, it's ridiculous. Like really ridiculous things happen. I can't even, so many things have happened that I I can't even keep track, but it's pretty much everything that goes wrong has gone wrong. And we're not even a week Uh, in. I know. I mean, even my flight back to New Jersey got delayed. Right. For no reason. No, I mean, they said the engine was, was having some issues. So they had to get us a new plane. That's what I mean. Like, it's not like it was weather and it's like, oh, no, just the faulty engine. Ha ha. However, speaking of weather. Every single time you're home, the weather sucks. Yeah, it's just like a solid 32 degrees right now. And I'm my warm California blood is just not it's not adapting. It must hurt. It's not adapting. Like I have officially my blood has thinned. It's it's not accustomed to this like frigid temperature right now. And I'm so uncomfortable with the fact that like my hands hurt when I step outside. Oh, my God. I'm so sorry. Honestly, I mean, you really can't defend New Jersey no, I weather, can't. but it, I swear it's really not as bad as it is like other than it's, when you're home. This, <laughs> Every time you're home, it rains yeah, or it's freezing. It's yeah, freezing. the state is actually rejecting me. They're like, bitch, didn't you get out of here? Why are you here? I know. I hate so much that I agree I with that because like I can't n- not that I agree that it's we're rejecting. I mean, you but, are. I mean, it really it really makes sense. Like, I understand why you feel. Yes. <laughs> the state doesn't want me. It, it has made it very No, clear. we no, want you. you. Maybe the, maybe it's just a maybe, test. It's just how resilient I'm are not, you? I'm not resilient at all. I'm going back to my <laughs> fucking 70 degree life. Have a bagel. Have a slice of pizza. <laughs> Forget your maybe troubles. You little... <laughs> That's pretty much all we it's have. Honestly, it's the only thing that would make worth surviving this 32 degree fucking weather. It's bullshit. Uh, yeah so that's where we're at yeah um hopefully we're gonna record in person this week i'm so excited you have to maybe we'll take a little video oh my god that would be funny like you could just see us 
really unprofessionally. I was going to say, like, does this mean I have to, like, put concealer under my eyes? Yeah, right? Oh, my God. I'll, I'll come oh, prepared. my God. Should I just tell the story that I told you about my yes. son? This yes. <laughs> Did I he tell you this? it in the group chat. He just, like, came up to me really sweet. And he was like, Mama. And I was like, Hi. And he was like, Mama has a boo-boo. And, you know, and, and I was like, I do? Where? And he just pointed to my under eyes <laughs> <laughs> because I guess it looked like I got punched in the face. I was so Wow, tired. <laughs> kids will humble you real quick. Yeah, that's exactly what I said. Like, that, that is exactly how it felt. I was like, oh, okay, like, we're doing this today. This is how we're starting right, off our like, day. Oh, remember when I woke Feeling up great. thinking I still got it? Yeah, like it really, I, I, I can't understand how a two-year-old can pick up on these Wow, things. I mean, in his defense, he's I must two have and a half. Hit. Yeah, okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's six months. <laughs> it's very critical. Oh, my God. So, yeah, that was pretty funny. Hilarious. Um, so, we kind of have a, a mishmash of an episode, which I'm here for. Um, but it's going to be I'm good. Um. I want to start off by saying, remember last week I was saying that I I found out that there is like a scientific, uh, scientifically proven um, justification of the list. Yes. When you break up with someone, my advice is to like get over them. You just make a list of all their terrible qualities. Um, and the term is negative reappraisal. So it's just like every time you, you think of them, like you just like have a list and you like reaffirm how awful they are and you just keep looking at that list and it works it's science it's honestly i i mean i feel like in prehistoric times cavemen <laughs> would talk about how shitty the cave women put it on a rock yeah <laughs> carve it into right. a rock i feel like they just had like really weird doodles on the rocks and they can yeah. all be assumed that their shit talks about their partners <laughs> mine would have like a caveman with like a weird right, right. Line, <laughs> yeah or like a caveman that like still lives yep. with his cave mom <laughs> wow he shares a cave with right. his mom yeah like ew can you even believe that he doesn't even forage for his own food <laughs> this is amazing he plays x-rocks <laughs> x-rocks Okay, thank you for all unsubscribing to the podcast. <laughs> oh my god. You're rough. all welcome though. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So anyway, that that is that. It's science. Do it. I swear by it. Like there's no way that that it doesn't help. It just reminds you that he's a loser. Um or she. Um okay, so something that came up uh the past couple weeks with just friends of mine. Um what do you do what are your options what, what's the best thing to do say you break up with someone and you're finally on the mend like you're just your wounds are starting to heal a little bit you're not better you're a little vulnerable um and suddenly it happens you hear from your ex whether he sends you a text or an email or whatever it is he replies to your instagram story whatever it is he reaches out to you after some time what do you do are you like the chill girl and you're like cool about it? Do you answer and you're just kind of short with him? Do you engage? Do you ignore? What What do you do? Um. Well, I would, I mean, unless he's like trying to tell me that like someone's dead, 
I'd probably ignore him. <laughs> Fair enough. I mean, has this ever happened to you? Um, it happened probably like yeah, it's happened to me twice actually. Oh. And okay, so actually no, it's happened to me three times. Great. Now that I think about it. So <laughs> the first one I responded and I said, I don't want to talk to you. Um, Good. The second one, he was blocked on every medium except email and he managed to email me. So I ignored him. Then the third one, I, we tried to like kind of be friends. And so like, I didn't talk to him for a little bit. And then when he reached out again, I was like, okay, like we can kind of try the friendship thing. And then the friendship Mm. thing was too weird. And then I stopped talking to him. Yeah, I've definitely gotten myself. I think whenever this has happened to me, I've almost always ended up getting back with the person because I'm Mm. an idiot. Um, And we're probably both idiots if it happened. Um, But uh, I remember my ex once did this and it was like super weird. It was probably Mercury retrograde or something because he texted me, but it went to my email. And it was really weird. And I was like, what are you doing? And I was like, really nasty. And I don't really, I never really treated him like that. But I was like, what are you doing? You're so like, is this some sort of like weird way to get my attention? Like, why are you texting my email? Yeah. I think it was just like an iPhone glitch, but I was just like, nasty. it's probably like your Apple ID. He, yeah. I think it actually was something like that. And he was very much like, oh, like I, and he was trying to be nice, but also he's like, no, like just he's not a nice person. Um, and I I kind of went the nasty route and I always kind of wish that I took the high road. I think that you really can't go wrong. Don't be the chill girl, but just be like, hi, I would be short, like brief, just kind of make him feel stupid or yeah. she. I mean, I'm just a fan of like straight up saying like, don't talk to me. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's the bad. That's perfect. Yeah. But- <laughs> like I remember literally like I felt and I wasn't even trying to be cunty like when I said it. I was just literally like, he was like, hey, I'm in town. It was like kind of like a long distance thing at the time. He was like, hey, I'm in town. Like, I'd like to see you. And I was just like, I really don't want to see you. Good for you. Like that? Absolutely. And I was just like, no, sorry. That's not going to work. So I don't know. I mean, I think think if everyone has to kind of know themselves, you know, and like, if you know you're not going to be able to either like actively ignore or be a bitch or do something in a way that feels comfortable and more beneficial to your self growth. Like Mm -hmm. just block the bastard. Like, yeah, if he has something that he absolutely needs to say to you, he will find a way to say it. And there is the one thing, and I don't know who the fuck needs to hear this right now. He has nothing (laughs) important to say to you. Nothing. Also, the other thing is you don't owe him. And you don't owe him shit. You don't know him shit, dude. You already broken up. It is time. Like, this is what I had to keep telling myself because I got really, like, guilt feeling by not, like, Mm -hmm. yeah, I I got so guilty. I felt so guilty not responding or not meeting up with him or whatever. And I was like, no, I know that this is in my best interest. I'm putting myself above him and somebody has to because he didn't and never has and never will. So fuck you, sir. Good day. Yeah, absolutely. You just have to remind yourself those things. Like you don't, he's not in your life anymore. And it's so tempting. It is so tempting to be like, ah, I don't want to regret, you know, what? I I don't want to be rude. I don't want to be mean to him. What if I'm blowing my chance with him? What if this is my second chance? No, it's it's not. not. He, he's, 
him regretting this. I used to get so hung up on an ex regretting breaking up with me. I don't know why that was like a trigger for me. Like, oh, he regrets it. Like, this is everything I've ever wanted. And I also felt guilty. Like, I owed him that second chance. But you don't. Nope. He messed up. He should have never been that stupid to, like, let you go. And that's right. And line. I mean, at the end of the day, like, whether it was a mutual breakup or you broke up with him or something, like, I'm not saying that mistakes don't happen. But I'm, I am right. saying that it ended for a reason. And chances are that reason has not magically fixed itself. Yeah. So... Yep, he's just lonely and feel and like he obviously like he's not wrong to regret dumping you, he or she. You know, I mean, that is exactly how he should hear she's the he or she should yeah. feel. And you a know? lot of times it's just but that, that they like the power mean. of like knowing that they can have you yep. back. Like they're yes. just like, hmm, I have some spidey senses that my ex girlfriend is getting over yep. me. And let me just check in and see exactly. if I can get her to like it never fails. Yeah, it's and also it's cuffing season, so everyone be fucking. Careful. Oh yeah, but you know I did this. I had like a heads up from a mutual friend. Oh, like uh, after probably like a couple, like maybe six weeks after breaking up. Nah, it was a lot longer than that. But I was like really broken up over my ex, and our mutual friend was like, "Listen, he's gonna text you. He told me he misses you. He thinks he made a mistake." And I was like. <gasps> But I was already like talking to somebody else and it really complicated my life. And I sometimes I really regret I got back with him after that. You know, I, I really kind of regret that because, you know, the power dynamics really changed. We should do a whole episode on power. Oh, my dynamics. God. We really fucking should. I'm Ugh. so bad at power. Okay. dynamics. So that's. Yeah, I love when the ball's in my court, but like I very much give it. Oh back my god, I'm just like, easily. oh my god, I, I treat it like it's on, it's on fire. I'm like, ah, the ball, yeah, back. <laughs> <laughs> but that moment is so fleeting, but it's so good. I just can't help myself. Yep, that is funny. Um, all right, so that I wanted to kind of cover. Um, yeah, I'd be curious to hear what most people do. If you want to let us know, same. But Nadine has a really interesting article. Tell us about this article because we want to talk about yes. it. Yes. So this article that was just published um, not that long ago, actually. I think it was like literally days ago. Oh, it might have been was Where two was days it? ago. It was published on Your Tango, yourtango.com. Okay. And I love this article because there's a ton of like breakup articles out there that say things like, Nine new haircuts you should look at to make your ex regret that he yeah. dumped you. Or, like, I don't know, stupid, stupid shit no. like that. And there's a lot of, like, fluff content in terms of, like, yes. these are the three phases everyone goes through post-breakup. And it's, like... I read the worst one today. So this is, like, horrible for me. It just, like, makes your skin crawl a little bit. And, like, it's, like, you... Yeah, you and so it's kind of fucked up because it's clickbait for very emotionally vulnerable people. And I'm, like, <laughs> yep. dude, don't, like, don't make it sound like this one tip will make you get over him forever. It's like, it's so mean. I yep. hate it. But anyway, so it we is. waste all this time and energy reading these very unsatisfying articles. So it was very refreshing for me to come across because I actually thought that this was useful. Um, so the title of this article is six questions to ask yourself after a breakup so you can let go and move on. So a couple of things that intrigued me when I read that, right? I was like, Ooh, they're kind of putting the onus like on us, like as women, right? Or on whoever's, you know, going through the turmoil. They're putting the pressure on us to say, 
we can ask ourselves some questions so we can find almost we can find closure within ourselves, which you and I say like all the time. Yeah. So I really like that. And I, so I was like, all right, let's see like what they say. So I want to talk about it because I think all six of these are so good. And I think they're just good in general. They're not even just good post breakup. I think even if you got over your breakup years ago, but you just kind of want to do some reflecting and you want to like better yourself as a person, as a Mm -hmm. partner, as you know, a friend, even these are really, really interesting self-reflection points that I think everyone should really go through at some point. I'm going to go excited. Yeah. I can't wait. Okay. So the first one is, was I present in my relationship? Oof. Oh my God. I know. This haunts me. I know. Because it's such a weird idea to think that you got through an entire relationship without ever actually being in it. And like, that's kind of what this question forces you to ask yourself. Were you going through the motions or were you really present? And I think that is something that is so likely to happen, you know, once you're kind of comfortable in a relationship. And if you don't actually feel like you're present in it, how are you possibly working on it? How are you possibly becoming a better partner? How are you possibly communicating your needs so that your partner can be better for you? Like it's, Mm -hmm. it's literally just like, you're literally just moving through it like a robot. And that's such an easy way and a surefire way to just like let the relationship go stale and to just like have it stagnate and then all of a sudden wake up like two years in, three years, 10 years in and be like, how the fuck did we get here? I barely know the person in front of me. It's so, you know, not to um, blame the obvious, but I, I really think like our phones and social media are pretty much the biggest culprit here. Um I can tell you that like Mike will tell me this. This is probably Mike's biggest gripe with me is that there are times, you know, I work from home and his his schedule is really funny. So like we're around each other a lot, but I'm working a lot or I'm just on my phone because I'm an idiot. <laughs> and, um, you know, I'm not very present. So like there are a lot of times where it feels like we're next to each other, but we're not actually spending time together. Yep. So he's he's often like, you know, like just be present, you know, if we're watching a movie, you know, just like put your phone down. You know what I mean? Like actually be here, watch the movie with me. I don't want to have to keep rewinding to play. And he's just as guilty, you know, it's just, I think our generation. Yeah. Um, and also just in, when you go somewhere with your partner, don't be so focused on taking pictures and documenting it for other people. Like actually enjoy yes, it. Absolutely. I really like that. I actually really admire that about you, Nadine, because I feel like I see so little documentation of your relationship but I talk to you and I know that you're present in it and you're actually enjoying your time. Yeah. I mean, it's something that I, I try to be very like mindful of. I mean, it's yeah. just, it's such a personal piece of my life. Like I don't, yeah. I don't like to share it. And like I, because especially for so long, like, I mean, I live in LA and he lives in Orange County, which if you live in California, you realize that traffic makes that a long distance relationship. It's exhausting. Yeah, for sure. So it's like the time that we do get together, you know, it's like, you know, we just want to talk. We want to catch up. We want to, yeah. you know, watch a movie to get like whatever it is that we want to do. And it's like, we just don't have the, we don't have, we have such limited time. And I think it's easy. Like when you get married or when you live together to yeah, kind of take it for granted, because like you said, you're always around each other Yeah. right now. Like we have the element of not living together or not being around yeah. each other 24 seven that it kind of forces us to do that. So, but it is something that I'm hopeful we will continue to like practice, like even as our relationship yeah. progresses into those phases. But yeah, it's, it's just, it's hard. It is very hard. Yeah. I think I was going to say that about like being married. I think that not being present 
in my unprofessional opinion, I think is probably one of, if not the biggest um, root cause of a divorce. Yeah, because you feel like you I don't really even know the person that. you're like, it's almost like you feel like you're cohabitating yeah. with this person. Yeah, you're just like ships passing in the night and you're just on your phone and you're, uh, you know, making lists of things that you have to do and doing things. It's very easy to, it's so much easier to not be present than it is to be present. Yeah, at least. I mean, I remember... Now. I mean, and again, I've never been married or lived with someone or anything like that, but I remember in my first relationship, the five-year one, I distinctly remember when he, he, he had to move away to go to, um, to go to school, to go to graduate school. And I, you know, we obviously were not spending any physical time together. So it became more and more important that we like talk on the phone or we video chat or anything like that. And we didn't talk on the phone every day. Like that wasn't a thing that we did. And we maybe video chatted like once or twice a week. And I remember even when we did video chat, he would be simultaneously watching Netflix on his phone. And I remember being oh like, my God. and I remember thinking like, okay, you, what are you just net? Like you're just FaceTiming me or video chatting me because it's like a thing you have to like check off of your to do for the week. Yeah. You're not, not here. Cool. You're not ta- like, I, I just remember feeling so frustrated by his lack of presence and I remember thinking like okay this is like when we're not even married what's it gonna be like yeah. if we are married you know what I mean like it's so true. I, I just I just remember feeling so frustrated by that it's one of the worst things to feel like your partner just is not there with you yeah and I I just think it's so prevalent and it's so easy it just is like you're so used to just zoning out when you're comfortable you know like Whenever, when you think of getting comfortable when you're by yourself, you're probably in your bed watching Netflix and on your phone. You know? Right. And then when you're doing that, when you get comfortable with a partner, you're doing that same thing. And you're like, wait, I need my phone. Right. You know, I need a trifecta. <laughs> yeah, I get it. Yeah. But yeah, so that was so, a big one that I really liked. And I cool. think post breakup, it's good to kind of sit down and be like, was I present? You know, like, you yeah, know, it's a good self-reflection thing. So that was totally. I one. love yeah, that. It's a good one. So second question and i really love this one did i take responsibility for my share of the problems i know so here's here's the interesting thing i think a lot of people myself included it makes us feel better to know that we are not solely responsible for failures especially in relationships right but The weird thing is, it's like, how can you, I mean, and I'm taking a direct quote from this article right now, but I think it's so good. It's like, how can you like receive and practice love if you're so concerned with like, what's not yours, you know? So if you're saying like, Mm. that's not my problem, like I didn't do this, I didn't do that. Like, how are you ever going to be able to change the way that you give and receive love if you only look at it from that perspective, right? So I like this question because you have to really have some tough conversations with yourself and be really honest and say, okay, these, and, and I'm, I'm again, I'm not saying like in situations like cheating that, you know, right. you deserve it. Of course you don't. But I do think that there's a level, like when I ask myself this question in my failed relationships, I always think like, well, I allowed this behavior. Like I right. knew there were sketchy. Like, and, yeah. and, so it might not even be that you wrong. It's it, taking responsibility for a problem doesn't mean that you wronged the other person. It could just mean that you wronged yourself in some way. Yeah. That you shortchanged yourself, that you tolerated behavior you should not have tolerated for whatever reason. And I just think it's such a critical thing that you have to kind of 
reassess in your mind every time and really like kind of consciously think about because it's the only way you're ever going to like get that full closure and be like, okay, well, he or she may have done this, but I contributed to that problem by blah, blah, blah. I, I also really love the way the, uh, is this a, a woman who wrote this? Uh, I believe so. Okay. The way he or she wrote that, wrote it, just the way they worded it, like my share of the problems. Yes. It's taking such accountability for the fact that like there are problems and there are shares of them, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's never, it really is never just one person. We were talking about this earlier. I want to bring it up. Like sometimes you have to look at like the reflection of your behavior and also the reflection of another person's behavior. If you're, what's a good analogy for this? Like if you are super laid back about something, mm-hmm then it's going to auto almost automatically, especially after time, make the other person, whoever's less laid back, like almost come off as uptight because one person is guaranteed to care more than the other person. I would mm-hmm. think about certain things, about every issue probably. Um, and it's going to make the one person look and feel uptight and then feel like they're the nap, right? you know, because they have to keep bringing them to your laid back attention, you know? So you might think that like, oh, I'm so chill. I, like I have nothing. I, I don't really care about anything. They're the one that, you know, they nagged me about this and they had problems with that. But it's like, well, maybe because you're so laid back, they felt like they, you're actually not like giving them enough, you know, to work yeah. with and they have to approach you with everything. You're not really checking in with their feelings. Do you know what that reminds me of? What? The, do you remember? Okay. So in Mrs. Doubtfire, when <laughs> it's always a movie, it's always a movie from the 90s I don't know why but it just or the 2000s but anyway so in Mrs. Doubtfire um Sally Field and Robin Robin Williams are like having this fight and she starts to say something to him like I'm always the bad guy I always have to be the bad guy because all you ever do yes. is be fun so it's yes, like she's totally. so frustrated she's like I'm not this mean naggy person but I have to be to compensate for mm-hmm. how n- how not disciplined you are, you know? It's so true. And it brings out, like, the worst in her because she's yep. forced to be this, like, authoritative, yelly person that mm-hmm. she doesn't even – some people naturally thrive in that role. Yeah. But she's not even that person, but she has to become that person because he can't be. And I will tell you from my experience, like, these patterns really come out when, like, you live together or you're, you're- – co-parenting in some way like I I really think that when responsibilities like shared responsibilities come up this is when those patterns will probably really come out the Mm -hmm. most um it's really difficult to break those cycles and it's really important to look at yourself and say any issue you're having especially a recurring one with your partner take a look at it and say okay how am I positioning myself in conjunction with how they oh yeah you know this is yeah Um, this is a big one I mean I I'm literally going through this like right now, Mm. like just trying to like Mm. assess what are the things that I'm doing? What are the behaviors that I'm projecting that, you know, force my partner to act or behave a certain way. And yeah, you know, it's, you know, ultimately obviously everyone's responsible for their own actions, but Mm -hmm. it's so easy to just blame the other person. But if you know that the other person's not bad and they don't have bad intentions, like, obviously you love this person for a reason, right? So you have to look at it and be like, okay, like, am I pulling this behavior out of them in some way? Like, what am I doing that is mirroring like for them that they have to be this person back to me? 
And that's, yeah. a, that's a really hard conversation to have with yourself. It's so hard. Yeah. It's really, it takes a lot of soul searching, a lot of admitting things that you really don't want to face. And I mean, if you think about it, especially if you're in your late twenties, early thirties, late thirties, whatever you are, I mean, you've been existing and you're single, like you've been existing as just a single person. What did Emma Watson say this week? A self-partnered person. Oh my God, stop it. I have so many thoughts around that. I can't even get into it. (laughs) I love it. So, you know, it's just been you. It's not like you walk around being considerate to this other person that doesn't exist. You're not like saving your leftovers for that other person that's not there. You're living your life as you. So it's really understandable that you have to undo um or on you know rework how you're how you've yeah been living and that comes down to so many things like communication style or decision making Mm -hmm. or planning I mean like those are like definitely areas that I struggle with I mean again like Mm -hmm. you said I've been single for so long and like not having to answer to anybody for so long or include anybody in my life to that level for so long that it's very, it's hard for me sometimes to remember that I can't just do things and not worry about how it affects someone else. And that's, it's it's hard. It's hard. And then sometimes you're like, oh shit, like, I don't know. I I guess I could be a little more considerate or a little bit, you know, less selfish or a little bit like no one wants to admit to themselves that they're inconsiderate and, you know, can be selfish. That's a tough thing to to say to yourself, but it's important, I think, whether you're in the relationship and having problems or after the relationship and you need to reflect. I think that those conversations are so key because you'll learn from them and you'll be able to kind of shift, you know, your paradigm a little bit for the next person. And I wrote, the, I, I wrote this down before, as Nadine knows. <laughs> we were just having a conversation. I don't have it next to me, but I'm going to try to remember. Um, when it comes to this, I think, and just communication in general, you want to remember that you might think that you're communicating. And a lot of times I think when there are communication issues, people think they're communicating from start to finish, but they're really communicating midway or maybe after the fact, uh, you know, say you're, you're planning something, you know, you, the, the important thing to remember is you want to include your partner in the planning of something, even if they'd be fine with what, you know, Hey, I planned a trip. Cool. Great. It helps to just like, remember to, make your partner feel included in the planning of it. So they don't feel like they're only included in like the favor or the um, accommodation part after like, Hey, can you take me to the airport? Hey, uh, just, you know, I'm not going to be around in in two weeks, you know, let them be a part of it. So they feel like they're, they don't have to almost be like the reflection, like their, their, um, I guess, opinion or response to things. Isn't like a reflection of it. It's just kind of like a part of your planning and it, 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 uh, goes along with your plans and doesn't yes. um, like react to that. Exactly. Exactly. It, it really is just a matter of like really having those very honest, hard looks at yourself and being like, okay, like what am I doing and how am I contributing to a problem mm-hmm. that is either reoccurring or was constantly occurring in my last relationship? And what can I do yeah. to make sure that I don't do that again? Yeah. So that, totally. so that was number two. Mm-hmm. Number three. And I don't like the way they phrased it. So I'm going to rephrase it. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> was I authentic? Oh, and how did they say? They it? said, "Did I honor my heart?" And I think that sounds corny. Oh yeah. my god! I just yeah, knew. I know. So that's why I rephrase it. Did I honor my? Yeah, heart? I just like I picture like, like a girl how... with like a flower crown and like she hasn't uh, shaved yeah. in three weeks. Like I don't know. I just don't like it. I so, hate it. Yeah. Here's my cat Willow. No. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, we're not doing that. So 
Um, but basically this, what does that mean? Like, was I authentic? And I think this is the part where it's less about, did you put on a front for your partner and pretend to be someone you're not? That's not really what this means. It's more like, was I so worried about making the relationship work and satisfying my partner's needs that I completely neglected my own? And Mm -hmm. I think that is a very big thing that a lot of women especially tend to do. I think you tend to sacrifice your own feelings, your own pride, sometimes your own happiness just to keep the relationship moving forward because maybe you're not in a relationship with someone who is giving you a healthy space to have open or maybe there's no compromise or, you know, maybe there's like a lot of these things that, you know that you've had to just constantly sacrifice just so that the relationship can keep moving forward. But what that does is that all it does is like it completely leaves you unguarded. You know, you have absolutely nothing left for yourself and that's not mm. good because eventually what's going to happen is you're going to grow resentful. You will snap mm-hmm. and because that's just not sustainable. And to be honest with you, no relationship and no person is worth sacrificing your own happiness. It's just not worth it. You can find a lot more happiness alone than you can by being with someone that just completely robs you of your own joy and of your own authenticity. So while yes, it's important to have compromise, it's important to, you know, give in sometimes and kind of have that dial, it can't constantly feel like it's coming at a cost to you. And that's something that we need to be much more mindful of when we're in relationships, especially the older we get, because we can attract some sociopathic behavior if we don't fix this quickly as women. Also, you really don't want to be that girl who just absorbs and becomes just like all of her boyfriend's interests. Mm. This is, I swear, I don't know who listens to this, honestly, but I am not, if you think I'm talking about you, I am not talking about you. I am saying this as a whole for some reason. And it's funny because Mike also played hockey. I know like a dozen girls, uh, more than a dozen girls who like every time they date a guy who's into hockey or played hockey, all of a sudden they become like a hockey girl. I can't explain it. And all of a sudden, like these girls have never set foot, you know, God, I feel so bad because like now I'm starting to think of girls who are like so cool and they just happen to like hockey. I swear I'm not talking about (laughs) you. Like, like truly I've seen this so many times where they just like absorb like their, their boyfriend's hobbies. And like, that's awesome. If you love it, like, cause I actually know girls who continue to like hockey after they broke up with their boyfriends. That's awesome. But it's so boring when you just like, you like all his music and and then like you move on to the next guy and it's like, you like his music. It's like, just have your own identity. It's, it's boring. Exactly. You know? And that's a much Um, more like superficial level of like what this is, but it is all connected because if you're going to like become all encompassing, you know, of their interests and their hobbies and their life, then, and their friends become your friends and you kind of ditch yours, like that's a bigger problem and it's very indicative and you're much more likely to give in and like do all these things that we're talking about. It's almost harder to identify though, when you're not that girl on the surface and you do kind of maintain your own life and your own identity. But when it, when push comes to shove, you know, maybe deep down, you guys have your fights and you're much more willing to give in on things that you don't want to give in on. Um, right. And and that's, I think, a harder one to kind of differentiate because you're kind of like, do I agree or am I just yeah. agreeing to keep the peace? You know? 
you know, I think that's Mike and I, those are very honest, yeah. like questions you got to ask yourself. Like, was I, did I actually agree? Did I actually want to let that go and move past it? Or, you know, was I just trying to like, you know, be the peacemaker, peacemaker here? Yes. Um, today, Mike and I actually got in an argument. I'm feeling very vulnerable sharing this, but, um, we got in an argument and it, it, he's such a nice fighter. Nadine knows this. Mike is like the best fighter. He's so nice. So considerate. He's not perfect, you know, but he's great to fight with because he's, he's a nice fighter. He fights like a therapist would want him to, um, and we just had a situation today where he wanted to do something and like, it's a very involved story, but it just crossed like a, my one boundary in life. Like I just had this one boundary in our relationship. It's nothing that anyone would ever guess. It was just something very specific. And it was just like this one thing that I'm just like, no. And, um, it, it just is, is about somebody in our life that like, it just, is just, I don't want in my life. And, um, it was like a boundary thing and I was like, I'm not trying to be difficult. I don't want to fight. I want to keep the peace. But I, I need to be authentic to myself. Like, I can't cross this. I can't let you cross this boundary. And it was such a hard fight. We haven't had, like, a really difficult fight like that in a long time where it was like, I couldn't betray myself. I couldn't. Yeah. Like, it was my one thing. Just this one thing about this awful person. And I, it's just, sometimes you, it's okay. You're not, like the the one who's ruining the peace if it's about a boundary yes and it's about something that like your it's your principles your morals or someone who's super toxic like this person like that you just can't let in your life um and yeah so that was like kind of interesting so that kind of I don't know if that was off topic but it kind of made me think of that like I felt a little bit proud of myself to stick to my authenticity absolutely it was so hard to like kind of not keep the peace yeah um no I think that's exactly what this means though I think it's almost like some, some, it's like the whole classic freeze, like pick your battles, you know? Yeah. Like some fights and, are just not worth having because at the end of the day, you really don't care. Like maybe something yeah. rubbed you the and wrong some way. some are worth yeah. having. Sometimes, some, and I think that's the, that's kind of one way to look at this question is like, did I fight the battles that were worth fighting or did yeah. I fight too many? Did I not fight enough of them? And you kind of look at those yeah. and really ask yourself, like, am I being authentic? Was I authentic? And that's really what that one is. And yeah. I, so I really like that one because that's a, that's a tough dialogue to have with yourself too. Yeah. Okay. Moving on. This one's a little bit like philosophical, but worth, worth discussing. Um, number four, was everything as it should be? Damn. Okay. And that one, that one's okay. And this is my understanding of this one. And if you read that differently, let me know. But for me, I think it means like, at the end of the day, the experiences that you're having and the people that you're attracting, I believe are a direct manifestation from you, whether it's mm-hmm. direct or not direct. Like maybe you intentionally manifested something or maybe you didn't, but regardless anything that's happening or any energy that's around you is, is the direct correlation of what you're putting out there. Okay. So if everything is not as it should be in your mind, you know, and it's like, this is not what I want. It's not what I'm envisioning for myself. It's not the life that I want. It's not the person that I want. What is it that you're, you need to ask yourself, what energy am I putting out there? Especially if it's a pattern. I mean, that's like key. If you're noticing that it's like a reoccurring theme, it's a reoccurring pattern, it's really time that you kind of sat down with yourself and you're thinking like, what the fuck am I putting out there 
or not mm. putting out there that I'm getting this back from the universe. And I think that is such a big one because it gives you so much more ownership of the situations that you're in. And it basically does not let you play victim anymore. And I think that's like the most empowering thing is that you're not like everyone's so mean to me. Guys always fuck me over. Guys always yes. cheat. Guys always lie. What yes. are you doing? And again, we're not saying you deserve it. No, it's so true. But we are yeah. saying that you have a lot more control over what you're getting yeah. than what you're you're giving yourself credit for. And that's like the Absolutely. biggest thing. That to me, I like I love this point in that if that's I don't know if that's what they meant by it, but I was gonna say, how did they describe that? So this one was kind of like you know, if it was meant to be, it simply would be because you would have manifested it. It's kind of like, that's kind of oh, wow, how they okay. phrase it. And it's like, once you, I thought of something so different. What did you okay. think? I thought it was like, are you settling? And like, like, are you kind of, um, in denial and like settling for a situation that, oh, you know, it's not what you think it is, I guess. Or you are just in denial that it sucks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was a lot less deep. <laughs> so. Oh. Uh, <laughs> yeah, leave it to me. My my woohoo LA. No, no, that was great. <laughs> that was so it's so true. I mean, we can have a whole episode, I think, on basically what you said. Like, guys always lie to me, I always end up with cheaters. Like, what are you putting out there? I think that it's not as hokey as it sounds. Yeah. I I mean, and that's the thing. It's like people I think sometimes hear the word manifesting and they like shut off because it sounds like some hippie bullshit. But it's like a life coach is trying to sell you. Right, exactly. <laughs> and that's not what we're trying to say. But we are saying that like, it's kind of like how people say, if you radiate confidence, you're going to naturally attract, you know, a better caliber yes. person. It, it's so it's true. very similar. It's like, there's a certain like vibration that you kind of give off, depending on who you yeah. are, how, where you are in your life. It's like, you know, when you feel like you finally get into a relationship, and then all of a sudden, every guy in the world is interested in you. It's because oh whether God, you realize it or not, you're radiating a, a different level of confidence now because you feel yep. beautiful, you feel loved, you feel appreciated. And that's mm -hmm. being reflected in your encounters and people sense that and people yeah. want to be around that good energy. So they're going to like, so true. it's not because you cut your hair. It's not because you change your, like nothing's different about you. It's just that it's the energy. It's the attitude you have towards yourself. It's the attitude you have about your life, about what you deserve. And that's going to be what attracts someone to you or the right someone to you. And I think that's just so powerful because you kind of realize like, well, that means I have a lot more control over what mm -hmm. happens to me than, than maybe what I've been allowing myself to feel. So just walk around pretending like you've been dating a guy for about three weeks and it's going great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Okay. Maybe someone will slide into your DMs that's worthy. Right. Exactly. You never know. <laughs> maybe that maybe that positive energy like is like radiating off your selfie that you posted to your story Seriously? you never know <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> where's the positive energy filter on instagram <laughs> i'm sure it exists it's next to like the pigeon tail whatever. it's I don't called know. valencia <laughs> <laughs> oh my god remember those oh my god i fuck i still use it <laughs> anyway <laughs> uh -huh. um okay so the next question, this one's really cool because I'll explain why, but basically it's this idea of like, what can I do with my now? And I really like hmm. this one because it forces you to stop thinking about the past, which is obviously like your breakup, hmm. your situation. And it forces you to kind of sit down and be like, all right, 
this sucks and maybe it's not what I want, but it is my now and it is my reality. What can I do with it? How can I use this? I love Yeah. That. Like, how can I use this to better me? Like, how can I use this to better my life? Like, what can I do with this moment and situation and circumstance that I'm in right now? It's like that quote that's like, you know, you can't change what happens to you, but you can change how you respond to things. And right. it's basically that same right. ideology. It's like, all right, well, maybe this isn't what I wanted or what I pictured, but I'm here. What the fuck life? Let's roll with it. And I really like that. I also I also love how this person worded this, too, because it's so different from the what do I do now? You yeah. Know, like, well, now what I do like it's so that's such a woe is me way of going about it. But what can I do with my now? I love that. It's like you have options. What can what am I able to do? Yeah. Now? It's that it's like you stop looking at what's been taken away from you and you start looking at like the windows that have opened because of this moment that you're in, you know? Yeah. Like what could I stop pretending to be into? Cause my loser boyfriend. Is no longer <laughs> right. Hockey? Or like <laughs> what guys can I like resume friendships with that maybe I had to like yes. limit because my boyfriend hated them. You know what I mean? Like, Oh my you God. Can start oh, to I've just, so been Or there. can I wear red lipstick again? Because he hated red lipstick. Oh my God. Yes. <laughs> I'm getting mad. <laughs> right. It's like, okay, I'm going to go get a pixie cut because I always wanted it, but he liked my hair long. You know what I mean? Oh, it's like, my God. look at these yep. moments. Like, it, and again, I'm not saying that like you shouldn't be able to get a pixie cut with your boyfriend, blah, blah, blah. I get it. But like, you know, it's like an inherent thing to want to just like, you know, yeah. you please your yep. partner. So sometimes you're going to make some sacrifices for them that maybe you wouldn't think to make if you were single because you have no one to make yes. them for. So now it's like you are your own priority and you can, maybe you can put in more time at the gym. Maybe you no longer have to dedicate your Friday nights to watching his baby cousin with him. Like you just have so Mm -hmm. much that you can do now. Maybe you go back to school. Maybe you switch a job. That was like really specific, that baby cousin. I know. I've never even had to do that. I don't know where it came from. (laughs) I have no idea where it came from. I was like, I've literally never done that. I don't know. No, it is so true, though. I, I My awful ex never, like, I will say never let, like, because he, like, would literally humiliate me until I removed them. I was never allowed to wear sunglasses or hats. What? If I did, he, like, ridiculed me. And, like, once I think I mentioned, like, he stole my sunglasses. Like, I went to the bathroom at a restaurant, and they were gone. He was the only one there. He was sitting at our table, and he just would not, he just thought I... I he thought I thought I was so cool if I wore like accessories. I Ew. Like what a strange controlling thing. And I cannot tell you the amount of like hats and sunglasses I bought in the year that followed our breakup. <laughs> I'm not kidding. You look so cute in hats. <laughs> oh my god. And thanks. sunglasses. I'm gonna go buy more tomorrow. Yeah, you are. That's it. Even though it's winter. Reliving that. Well, mm-hmm. hats are like mm-hmm. yeah, hats. Yeah. I can do it. I'm here for it. Yeah, yeah. So everybody has their weird thing, and yeah. and it, like I said, it could be stuff that you've pretended to like or had to do, and now you're free. Yeah. You're just it's all you. Yeah, maybe now you can like move to that city you've always wanted to move because you don't have yeah. anything binding you, and you know you can just like yes, take that trip that you you know maybe your your boyfriend never wanted to like leave your state and like. Now you can. Yeah. Like, there's just so much that you can do now. and You're not stuck in towny hell. Yes. You can go live your life wherever you want and meet new people and reinvent yourself if you want yep. to. Just don't get back. Exactly. exactly. That's the one. Um, yeah. So I really like that one. All right. So the last question, and I really love this one too. How can I keep my heart from hardening? 
Okay. And this one. That's yeah, good. Because this one is like, you don't even really realize it right away, but it's almost like that moment after a breakup and you're like, I'm never doing this again. Yep. Oh my God. And you're all about like, waste his time 2019 you're all like yep. fuck all men they all deserve to be played i'm gonna lie to all of them i hate them i don't want love i just want a good time and then it's almost like you swing yeah. way too far left like post breakup yeah. and it's really easy to stay there if you're not careful and you don't even realize sometimes that you know you're becoming this like loveless like you know kind of shell of a person and you don't even really realize what it is you're missing until it could be like years later and you just you meet someone and maybe they kind of like in, ignite something in you that you want to try again, you know, however long later, but you're almost like you don't know how. And that's like a scary place to be in because nobody wants to be alone forever or like, you know, just continuously. I mean, that's not true. I'm sure some people out there are like, don't really want to do like a long term thing. And they just want to go from like, relationship to relationship, casual encounter to casual encounter. And that's fine if that's a lifestyle that you choose. But it's right. very important that you kind of just make sure that you don't lose the ability to like have empathy or feel things. And I think a big piece of that is just making sure that you actually deal with the pain of whatever it is you went through. Yeah. And I, I don't know if you remember this, Nadine, way back when, <laughs> like last mm -hmm. year, um, when when you guys were like dating or on apps or whatever it was, just our friends, I was really upset by the culture. I still kind of am. Now I'm a little um, jaded, I guess, but I really didn't like how everybody was mean and dismissive and like F him, waste his time. I was like, that's not nice. No, it's not. Like I did not like the culture. And I still deep down, I do feel that way. Like I said, I'm I'm very jaded by it because I see so much just in podcast research mm -hmm. and talking to people, but it really just contributes. Like, you know how it's like, you know, if you do your part with like recycling and picking up garbage and I think every little bit could count. Yeah. If we try hard. No, enough. I, you know, yeah. I think that it's like personal accountability and just try to not put that out and just contribute to that toxic, yep. um, dating environment no I 100% agree and I think at the end of the day like when you treat it's kind of like okay when people say that men are you know playboys are like you know hateful yep. and they hate women and they're like all these things it's like mm -hmm. and you kind of say it's because they have undealt pain undealt with pain it's 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 the same exact thing like we try, yeah. we're yep. we're trying to create this like era of like the badass bitch and the badass bitch equals she doesn't give a fuck about anyone or anyone's feelings and will trample on whoever she needs. It's not really that It's cool. not because yeah. that is just a form of like your own self-aggression manifesting towards other people. And again, yep. if we're going back to... It comes off really insecure. Exactly. And we're going back to the whole what you put out there energy-wise is what you'll attract. So if that's the energy that you have that nobody matters, fuck this, fuck that, like all this shit it's like that's going to be the exact type of energy that you get back yeah i i see this when girls will post things that are like they'll put the the instagram sticker that's like savage about themselves and in their conversations it's it's really it's not nice it's not cool i wonder the type of guy who's ever going to pass your test and I, I don't know i don't really know what you expect i don't know what you expect to get i don't know what you expect guys to give in general it's it's yeah I don't know. I really don't love it. Um, it's 
just be the don't be the plastic straw <laughs> in the dating ocean. <laughs> just be the be the metal straw. Right. <laughs> I mean, I'm still here for plastic straws. But... <laughs> I didn't say be a paper straw. I have That's morals, true. <laughs> you know, standards. Yeah, paper straws are um, the guys that are just like way too big of pussies. <laughs> yeah, like don't be that. No. But you know, just be. Uh, don't contribute to it. Just try to contribute in a positive way. Um, just be neutral. You don't owe anyone anything, but you don't have to be nasty. No, you don't. And I, I also just think it's like really nice to be, you know, able to admit to yourself that you, you can be vulnerable with the right people. We're not saying throw your vulnerability around, like it doesn't matter. And like, maybe you have a history of doing that and giving your heart away to the wrong people. And that's why you end up in like some, some unsatisfying relationships. But at the end of the day, you know, it's not going polar opposite and like turning into like this cold hearted bitch is not going to do you any favors. And it's not, yeah, it's not no, going to help. help you. It's not going to help the men that you meet. It's not going to help your girlfriends. Like I hate nothing more than when a girl's friends are just like, you know what? Fuck him. He doesn't, I mean, I'm all for the idea of like yeah. remembering that you are the prize. Cause I say that to my girlfriends all yeah. the time. I'm like, remember it's his job to impress you on this date, not the other way around. That doesn't mean that you show up to that date and that you take a giant shit all over him in his, in his life, <laughs> you know, like, unless he's into right, that. exactly. I mean, uh. whatever. I'm not going to like judge your bedroom antics, but like, you know, it's really just more like, you know, you can go and still be like a respectful empathetic human yeah. being but it doesn't mean that like you have to just give your heart away right away either like there's a fine balance and I think kind of being somewhere in the middle zone is really like the sweet spot and that to me is like what true strength looks like yep absolutely and that's tough but but anyway yeah so those are kind of like the six questions that you kind of really got to sit with I love that. that so great I really really enjoyed that and I think that that was so true what you said in the beginning a lot of these are fluff and just I mean, painful to get through. And this one was really constructive and helpful. So I know I'm glad glad that we found this one. This was a good article. So shout out to your tango um, for writing this bomb article. We can link to it in our bio once we publish this if people want to read it themselves. But um, but yeah, I think this was really great. Or just get like 9,650 people to follow us and we can have links on our Instagram stories. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yeah, <laughs> but yeah. Um, I wanted to talk about our sort of millennial dating term of the week. That's again made up. Let's do it. I'm here <laughs> for it. Okay, so a lot of my friends have messaged me. It's so funny, even especially recently. Maybe it's like a cuffing season thing. Um, the same type of uh, situation with uh, guys, actually. Uh, sorry again, guys, <laughs> but this one's on you. Um. Uh, they'll say like, Oh my God, I finally met this really cool guy. We have plans on Friday. And then the guy kind of either stands them up or, or doesn't really ghost, but he, he just kind of doesn't follow through on the plans and it's the day of, he's not mentioning anything. And then like the next day or late that night, there's this long paragraph of explanation, like what happened. And it sounds like one big excuse. And the one girl I was talking to, um, my one friend, she was telling me this and she was kind of bummed out about it. And she's like, what is this? Like, what do we call this? And I was like, it's kind of like when a kid in school, was, it's like 
my dog ate my homework. It's like, my dog ate my plans. <laughs> like, it's a really weak excuse. That's the best we can come up with for this, by the way. Uh, <laughs> it's just a really weak excuse. And it's just like, I don't know. Do I believe it? But you're not completely writing him off. It's like, ah, he's a good guy. Bad excuse. Um, I don't know what this behavior is about, but just follow through. Stop being flaky. I think it's just flaky guys. Right. Agreed. I think it's, so. I think it's, yeah. I mean, I remember this used to happen all the time when I was on the, when I was on the dating app. Really? Oh yeah. And it was like one of those things where I never, ever believed that plans were real because nine times out of 10, they weren't. Wow. Yeah. I'm like kind of a flaky person, I think, unfortunately. Yeah. But like, it's different when, when like, I get you nervous connect with someone and like, you kind of like them and you're like interested to meet them. And then they make these plans and it sounds definitive, but in your head, you're like, you, you don't even get excited because you're kind of like, all right, let's see if they even, you know, especially if it's more yeah. than like two days out, you're like 90% sure it's not going to happen. Once I'm just, this is making me think once there was this guy, he asked me out on a date and he was cute. He was like nice. And I, I wasn't super excited to go out with him, but I had just started doing hot yoga. And I also was going through this period of my life where I had these awful migraines and everything would bring on these stupid migraines. And so I had this date with this guy and I texted him like a few hours before I was like, Hey, I'm so sorry to do this. I have to cancel. I have this horrible migraine. I, I just took hot yoga and it made me feel like awful. Um, let's reschedule. I like kind of tried to follow through like on that. And he ended up just, I guess, assuming I was doing this to him mm. and he was like making fun of it. And hot yoga wasn't very like big then. I guess this was like years ago. And he was like, hot yoga. Like, what's that? And he was such a tool about it that I was like, I never want to see this guy. Again. Yeah. Fuck him. Oh, honestly, but... God, God spared yeah. you like an evening of painful conversation and fake enthusiasm. Yeah. Well, I actually did end up going out with him again and it was so bad, oh. but all right. Well, God tried to save <laughs> yeah. you from a night of fake enthusiasm yeah. and painful conversation. Yeah. I would have preferred a migraine over that <laughs> date. Yeah. But. Well, that's fine. So, I mean, try to get people like, don't try to immediately call them out. Like you really never know, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't be the one to follow up. I would just be like, okay. And move on from it and don't put a lot of stuff. It's all in the, in the a... way they cancel or the way they handle it. Like, I yeah, think make, I was very they, gracious. If they make, yeah, if they make tentative plans with you and then just don't follow up, like that's fucked up. Um, yep. If they cancel day of because something happens, but then they make an effort and they're like, "Hey, what's your week look like next week?" And then I, I think that. that's cool, and I think that's like really mm -hmm. nice and you know apologetic. But at the end of the day, it's you know don't invest anything more than what you should. Yeah, and. I think the, the key is the following up on the plans. Don't you reach no. out. But if they, they should do it, they should do it right then. Agreed. There. That's like the sign agree. that they're worthy. Agreed. 100%. They should always be like, oh, you know what? I can't do it this Saturday, but like I'm free Monday or Tuesday. Do either of those nights work for you? Yeah. yeah. That's how you know you're not being blown off. Yeah, I'm really, I, I really think that's key. Same. <laughs> I mean, yeah, there are the few that could come back and surprise you. Um, but it's like, you kind of wonder what was really going on in that time, but people do really get busy. I think that I usually used to say like busy is like a really bad excuse. I do think that sometimes, but I think the world, people work really late now. <laughs> people have their own hobbies and interests and like kickball leagues or whatever you're doing. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> I did that. I know. I'm sorry. I realized that. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great way to meet people when you move to a new I city. I wasn't bashing it. I wasn't bashing it. If anything, I was bashing myself because I don't know, like what I did hot yoga. It was a very solo activity. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So that's that. That's a good one.
dog ate my plans. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Neat. Well, if anybody has a better name for that, we're open. Yeah. I mean, hopefully it's a cute dog. And then maybe you're like, hey, if you let me pet the dog that ate your plans, I can re exactly. I can re engage with you to pass this point. Anyway, so I think that's our episode, right? Yeah. Awesome. That's it. All right. Well, it's been real as always. Uh, if you guys are still listening to us, we are very big advocates for you. So thank you for being advocates for us. Um, and in case you missed yes. it, we had a really cool write-up in Voyage LA magazine last week. <gasps> yes. And if you haven't seen it, it's I we posted it on our Instagram, I believe. Um, you guys should go check it yep. out. It's an awesome, it's a really, really cool article. We're so excited that Mike from you know Voyage LA magazine reached out to us to write this. Um, and we're hoping that you guys got a chance to read it. Um, your feedback's always welcome. Uh, if not and if you have no interest in reading it that's cool too just <laughs> keep hanging out with us and keep following us on instagram and twitter at heartsprained and as always we are available via email if you want to share some thoughts fears hopes dreams crazy stories sad stories whatever um heartsprained at gmail.com and as always please 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 rate and review us um on whatever medium you're using to check us out every week so with that, my friends, we will see you next time. Goodbye.